0: Julian Pensavale Patrick Hines
1: I feel like we were both there today
0: Really? I felt a little like I (laughs) Tripped over my throat My throat or something A little pitchy dog
1: Before we get to the show, just, you know, we're this close to being done with the Staircase on Patreon. You know.
0: You guys. It's been a, a pretty wild ride.
1: <laughs> How about that Diane Fanning interview? Yeah,
0: I learned a lot of things. I learned that she's not Dakota Fanning. <laughs> that's in her Wikipedia page. Somewhat. I don't know if, like, she was... Conv- I, and that feels like a friend wrote that in her Wikipedia page, right? Like, yeah, that's a yeah, little yeah, too yeah. personal.
1: I was thinking... I was re-listening to the interview the other day, because people have been going berserk about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People... Diane has a lot of feelings, our listeners have a lot of feelings about Diane's feelings. Uh-huh. But I was like, why wasn't Diane like on the prosecution team? She knows exactly what happened. Yeah, I mean, who maybe- was involved? Who covered it up? Where the murder weapon was? Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, how blood got everywhere. Exactly. Like, she
0: knows everything. She really
1: does. She talked to everybody. Yeah. She talked to, like, the DA's mother. She talked to the sisters, Candace and Lori. I mean, it's insane. It's yeah. a great interview.
0: Yeah. And uh, we, like, confronted her about the owl theory. We so, did. Uh, confronted we, is a strong word, actually. <laughs> I will say, though, like,
1: we were, we asked tough questions. I was proud of us.
0: Yeah. And the thing is, we weren't together. Yeah. So we just sort <laughs> yeah. of had to, like, communicate with our voices <laughs> to each other. So, yeah. <laughs> anyway, you guys,
1: if you want to check out our interview with Diane Fanning, all of our staircase co- coverage, all of our serial coverage, everything else, patreon.com slash or or truecrimeassess.com and click on the Patreon link. Yeah. The other thing, you guys, in the next couple of weeks, tickets for our new upcoming live shows are going on sale, and there's going to be a three-day pre-sale for Patreon. Yeah. The first to go on sale is going to be our live show in New York City for Pride next yep. year. We're covering the Stonewall documentary, you oh, guys. man. It's going to be bonkers. So if you want first tips to those, remember our last show sold out in two hours. Get on the bandwagon and support us. It's so
0: crazy. I know. We're going to hang out with all of our best friends. (laughs) Can't wait.
1: Girl, Girl, I really wanted my head to spin around backwards on my shoulders and then ask you what we were talking about today.
0: Let me tell you, all this movie made me want to do is one, talk about it, yeah, and just watch The Exorcist. This was a shitty movie. (laughs) And The Exorcist is not, so like... (laughs) And it's from the director of The Exorcist, and believe me, girl, he'll tell you, we'll get into it. (laughs) But I wanted to tell you something about The Exorcist. Tell me now. Okay, so my parents, they were like teenagers when this movie came out. They were like 17 or something when The Exorcist came out. And my parents saw everything in the movie theater back in the 70s in New York, which is like a, a cool time to be seeing things in the movie theater. Yeah. Like a ton of actual iconic movies came out. Totally. They have this story, and I believe it, that... The Exorcist at the time when it came out, and still to this day, was so scary that people were getting up and like running out of the theater for their lives. That's how scared they were. People were like, nope, 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 I'm out, I'm out, and (laughs) running out
1: like Blair Witch style.
0: Like they were just like, I'm, d- I'm not doing this. Like, wow. like people crying. Like it scared the shit out of people. That's
1: crazy. Isn't that so crazy? One other thing I want to tell you guys is that there is a five part article uh-huh. from a magazine called Strange Magazine. I don't know if, I've never heard of it other than this. Okay. I don't know, when you look at it on the internet, it looks really old and antiquated. So mm-hmm. like maybe it was like an internet magazine way back in the day. Maybe it was a zine. Exactly. But it the article is, Called The Haunted Boy by Mark Obsasnik, I think Mm -hmm. is how you say his name. I have read this article probably 15 times in my life. It's his investigation about the true story behind The Exorcist. Yes. He tracks down the family, the boy, the house, the whole deal and writes this article about getting he actually gets the guy on the phone anyway I'm obsessed with this article just today I reached out to Mark he's down for an interview shut yeah. up
0: yes
1: <laughs> so I'm gonna post the link to the article in the fa- in the Facebook group again it's called The Haunted Boy um, and the author is gonna join us like in the next couple weeks for uh, like a super Halloween-y story behind the story of The Exorcist so girl what
0: the what are we actually
1: scream talking about today
0: uh, or Monstrous Shriek, as my close captions <laughs> called it. The Devil and Father Amor. <laughs> Did it really say Monstrous, monstrous Shriek? Monstrous Shriek, and then growling later. We'll get to the growling. <laughs> you
1: guys, this movie is so dumb.
2: <laughs> At the time I directed the film The Exorcist, I had never seen the real thing. But on May 1st, 2016, Father Gabriela Amort, the Vatican Exorcist, invited me to witness an actual exorcism. I I had no idea what to expect. The more you open yourself to thinking about this stuff and you start feeling about this stuff, the more room you allow for the supernatural power of evil to come in. If we don't understand it, that doesn't mean
3: it doesn't exist. There's a dimension to this world that is strange and beyond our capacity to control. Can I know how to treat it? No. So something is happening to her, it's clear. But maybe she puts into it the religious context in which she grew up. Because they believe, obviously, they know what's wrong with her. She's possessed by the devil. I think that's a very dangerous thing, getting in close quarters with the devil. People like Father Amor maybe can do that. I would never dare to do it.
2: This is not fiction. It's different from all the movies. And I was there to film it.
0: (laughs) So it's from the director of The Exorcist, which is like, the true crime here is just like... (laughs) A crime against film royalty. Like, The Exorcist is so good. It's so, you guys, the
1: movie is directed
0: by, what's his name? William
1: Friedkin, Friedkin, who directed The Exorcist. He is our narrator. He does the Robert Stack Unsolved Mysteries walk and talk, where it's like, you know how, like, in the 90s, The Unsolved Mysteries would always open with, like, Robert Stack leaning against a lamppost. Which is a
0: shout out to that iconic scene in The Exorcist (laughs) where the guy walks up and he's next to the lamppost. That's so funny. Which, actually, another thing, now, I don't know when I became an expert on the Exercise. but that that was so beautifully and perfectly shot that they just used a still frame from the movie for the poster when does that happen that's so
1: crazy but this is what this guy does but he does it so badly he's like shooting this on a camcorder yeah it's ridiculous
0: it's so ridiculous and he says no less than 27 times that he's the director of the exorcist yeah i mean we'll get to it because i call him out every single time <laughs> Um, And we just like dive right in and immediately you're like, this is absurd. Yeah. This is just, uh, this is bananas. Uh, Yeah. And honestly, because so much of this is
1: him talking about making The Exorcist in the beginning, (laughs) that I was like, that documentary would be fascinating.
0: Right, because like so, like people died, people got sick. Like there was a lot of creepy shit that went on, man. Yeah,
1: and it's based on like a true story. Okay, let's just get into it. Okay.
0: Do you want to start with the music or the zooms or the ridiculousness, (laughs) the dramatic swell? Again, thank you, closed captions. (laughs) So right at the top, he says,
2: at the time I made the film The Exorcist, I had never seen an exorcism. More than four decades later, I witnessed the one you were about to see.
0: And apparently exorcisms are all the rage in Italy.
2: <laughs> there are more than 60 million people in Italy. According to two of the leading newspapers... And the major television channel. Five hundred thousand Italians see an exorcist every year.
0: Is this? Did I hear this statistic right? Over five hundred thousand yeah. exorcisms are done per year. Did Not, you hear that too? I did.
1: That is right. And I actually went back to make sure that that statistic was correct. Come on. But he also says, according to two newspapers and a TV show. Okay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Come on.
1: The thing about Italy. Guys, I was only there once for like 3 days. It this reminded me so much of the Amanda Knox documentary where like the lead investigator all of his principles were guided by his like Catholic faith. Like the the, the Catholicism in Italy apparently is just like so much a part of the culture. Oh,
0: it, it, I mean everything in Italy like as re, is as religious as it is old. Yeah, like it's just yeah, 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 very. Yeah, yeah. And it's like you guys don't uh don't give this pensavali a bad name, you know what I'm saying? <laughs>
1: So we learned that the exorcism that he saw was of this woman named Christina. She's forty-six
2: years old and lives two hundred miles southeast of Rome in a small mountain village. She's an architect, but can't work. She's said to be possessed by the devil. She's an architect, but she can't really work.
0: Yeah, she apparently has been possessed by the devil. <laughs> <laughs> No, I'm not
1: laughing because I think that that's an impossibility. Let's
0: say for the record we believe that that possessions can actually happen. To- totally. We are of that. We believe in this shit. Sure. We both have had paranormal experiences. 100%. So we're we're not that's not what is happening here. Um, yeah, we're just laughing
1: cuz this movie this is bonkers. Movie's...
0: So then we hear about this Father Amorth, who's the leading exorcist in Italy, like Beetlejuice, like the leading bioexorcist.
2: <laughs> Father Gabriella Amorth has been the exorcist for the Diocese of Rome for 31 years. He has exorcised Christina eight times without success. This will be her ninth.
0: He's tried eight times to get this stubborn demon out of Christina. This bitch isn't budging, man. This demon is staying exactly where the fuck it is. And it's in Christina. <laughs> <laughs> ah, that is, actually hurt my head. This is I another, so like, Father it's like, get out. And it's like, no, bitch. <laughs> no, it bitch. It gets a Galapagosia tortoise. No, bitch. No, bitch. No. I'm saying right here, it's super cozy. I'm not moving. So you can keep exercising her, but it's not going to work. <laughs> It'll be his ninth time exercising her. Are you serious? Oh, my God. So I already have... Oh, God, he's going to talk about how he directed The Exorcist every single chance
2: he gets, isn't he? In the fall of 1972, I came to Georgetown, here in Washington, D.C., to film The Exorcist. The Exorcist is a novel by William Peter Blatty, inspired by an event that took place in 1949 when Blatty was an undergraduate... Here at Georgetown University.
1: Also, guys, I'm going to say it again. What? Plastic surgery on men is ridiculous. <laughs> it is yeah. ridiculous. Mm-hmm. This guy has got the Mary Steenberg in a race face. Like, you can't even tell what he ever once
0: looked like. Right, and he's no spring chicken, as they say. No, no. It's like, girl, just age, there's aging gracefully and beautifully. Exactly. Like, I'm doing... <laughs> Just turned 21, girl. You look exactly, amazing.
1: exactly. So now we get a we get a tour of Georgetown. And actually, this show was kind of interesting. Of course.
2: Because he takes us to the house where the exorcist was shot, and he gives us some like behind the scenes. Now, the house doesn't look today the way it looked back in 1972. And that's because we had to build a false front from the end of this house to the end of the fence down there to bring the house closer to the steps.
0: I was like you guys, this is
2: the documentary I want to watch.
0: Right, but it's so funny because it's like, this is the exterior of the house we used to f- in the film The Exorcist, which I directed. And if it looks different to you, that's because we had to build a false front in 1972 when we filmed the movie called The Exorcist, which I directed. And in 1973, when The Exorcist came out, which I directed, it had the false front, and now it no longer has it because it- we filmed The Exorcist that I directed in 1972, and now it's 2018. That's the entire movie. And
1: so then we get, we're on the campus of Georgetown, and we get introduced to William Peter Blatty, the guy who wrote the novel. Right, guys, I'm not gonna say it again. Classic surgery on men is ridiculous. I
0: know. All of these dudes <laughs> with their erased faces. I know. It's very alarming. It's to me. so weird. Because you're just like, what? Oh god! Like, so we hear from from the author who yeah. wrote the book, The Exorcist. This is when he's saying like. He tracked down the Jesuit priest who did the exorcism.
2: His name was Father William Bowdern. He was very eager to help me. And apparently a promise of absolute silence and confidentiality had been given to the family of the possessed boy. And he asked that that be lifted because this was a very, very good cause. It was very apostolic work that was going to be done. And they went to the family, said, no, they wanted no part of it. Now I was more convinced than ever. Since they were not publicity mongers going on Geraldo, whatever, that this thing had really had substance to
3: it.
0: Look, I went to a Jesuit high school. Apparently, one of the priests at that at my high school, Loyola, performed an exorcism and would not talk about it. One, because he wasn't allowed to, and two, he's like, "I'm not going to fucking relive that shit." What are you crazy? Uh,
1: apparently, too, like you mentioned the word demon and your body gets taken over by the devil. Like, I just, I get it. Nobody this is wants gonna to talk be a about super
0: it. fun recording. <laughs>
1: The garbage (laughs) belt just floats into the (laughs)
0: air. It'll really be like book when I summoned it, like in Hocus Pocus. (laughs) It's about to get
1: haunted up in this it's shit. It's true.
0: because And so the, this author is just like, look, I knew it was real. He knew the family wasn't lying because they weren't doing things like going on Geraldo. Right. That's what made him say, these people are legit because they're not going to be exploited by totally. Geraldo. So this shit, this super traumatizing, horrifying thing must have happened to them. I'm going to force them to talk about
1: it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Like, the, it makes him want to do it more, the fact that they don't want to talk about it.
0: Right. And they're basically like, please don't write about this case. The priest is like, girl, can you not? Please don't do it. I'm super scared about it.
1: And
2: after pleading with me, please don't, don't write about this case. Uh, don't, don't tell anything that I've told you. Uh, he said, one thing, however, I can tell you. The case in which I was involved was the real thing. I had no doubt about it then. I have no doubt about it now.
0: Yeah. And then he's like, well, now I'm totally writing a book and I'm going to make it a girl and I'm going to totally change it and make it scarier and more dramatic than it actually was. But you know what? That's what novels are for. Good on you, Blatty. Fine. Okay. So now we're on the steps, like the famous steps. Yeah. In Georgetown. At the end. William calls them. He's like, they're officially known as the Exorcist Steps. The Exorcist (laughs) is a film I directed (laughs) that came out in 1973.
2: These steps are just a few feet away from the house. They are now officially known as the Exorcist Steps. For me, the steps and Georgetown are the spiritual home of the Exorcist.
0: The Exorcist Steps? Like I, I, know, I know that's what they're called. Because yeah. what else are you going to? You know, the Exorcist Step where the guy right, the, right, the guy killed right, right, right. himself. But like the Exorcist <laughs> Steps. And then it's like next scene he's he does that pan walk and talk. He's yeah. walking through a church and he's like, "I've always loved exorcism. <laughs> but I didn't have the desire to." Feel See, and film one until 45 years after I directed a film called The Exorcist that was released in 1973.
2: I've always been fascinated by the nature of good and evil and the possibility of demonic possession.
0: Then he talks about how in Father Amorth's book, Father Amorth is like, The Exorcist is my favorite movie and William goes,
2: Of course.
0: I mean, of course. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> Well, I mean, I guess, of course, he did did say the special effects were over the top, though. The other thing he says in
1: this section is when he said "Um, the opportunity to witness an exorcism came 45 years after I made the film. And he goes, and it was completely by accident. Or was it Providence? And then
0: he looks around (laughs) like you're in a church. I don't understand. I know what are you doing why are you doing this so then he, it's like father Moore, the super psyched to tell a story yeah he became the chief exorcist in Rome in 1986 I literally wrote down I wonder what that like title
1: looks like on a business card <laughs> what's yeah. the, the quickest way to freak out a new acquaintance
0: totally and they say this is again where it's like you guys the numbers just literally don't add up for me he gets <laughs> hundreds of letters per week from people who are possessed or know someone who's possessed <laughs> you think a demon's going to be like taking the night off and it's like oh shit let me write this letter if you're possessed the demon probably won't let you say right? get this bitch out of me the demon's like girl I'm on duty 100% of the time I don't take days off why are there so many people possessed in Italy I don't because they believe in it right right you know but I believe in it and I'm Italian and I'm not possessed so or am I (laughs) or was it Providence
2: he performed his first exorcism's at the Cathedral of St. John Lateran at the complex known as the Church of the Holy Staircase.
0: Okay, then we get to the Church of the Holy Staircase, and I'm like, another fucking staircase? I like,
1: can't know, escape them. You guys, this staircase is big. It's made of marble. Do not let Michael Peterson anywhere near that thing. He could do some real damage.
0: The Church of the Holy Staircase. and I'm like, it, not in Durham. It's weird. Like, Toto, we're not in Durham, I know. North Carolina anymore.
2: These 28 marble steps, now covered in wood, are the steps that led up to Pontius Pilate's house. They were brought to Rome in the 4th century and they can only be climbed on your knees. This staircase used to lead to the office of Pontius Pilate?
0: <laughs> who he calls Pontius Pilate?
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, listen, I don't really know who that is. I know that that person is from the Bible. All I know He's is a Jesus the...
0: Christ superstar. And
1: <laughs> right? Yeah. Okay. Oh, it's going to have to be the Jesus! Um... Yeah, let's, we just picked our our palace. I
0: love when it just happens. I know, me too. Uh, me it too. It takes a lot of pressure off. But
1: like these stairs were moved from wherever Pontius pilot lived from his from his condo mm-hmm. to <laughs> for the view. <laughs> <laughs> to, like, to roam in the fourth century. Also, you can't walk on these stairs. You, gotta... you have to crawl up mm, them. All right. Hands and knees. And I was thinking, at the top of the staircase is where Dr. Amort goes to do, in his early days, uh-huh. to do his um, exorcisms. Right. And I was like, does this bitch have to get on his knees and crawl up the stairs to go to work every day? What, you're going out for lunch, you got to crawl down the stairs, then crawl back
0: up? And Father... Is there a bathroom up there? I mean, fingers crossed. Right. <laughs> and Father Amort is one of those people, and, like, I'm not being, he's an old guy. He ends up, he passes away by the end yeah. of this movie. Spoiler. And yeah. I'm not being rude about it, but he seems like one of those people who's like always been an old and wise guy. Yeah, totally. So to me, even in 1986, I'm like, you're going to make this elderly person crawl up crawl the stairs? Up How the dare sta- you?
1: <laughs> even Pontius Pilate is like, girl, get up and walk. I
0: mean, it's fine. Exactly. You're, the, you're the guy we're all here to see. You're the star <laughs> of the show. Give him, a, give him one of those things where old people sit on the chair and go up the stairs. <laughs> <laughs> Like and then I'm just thinking, oh, remember that shot shot in The Exorcist where she's crawling backwards, upside down? down (laughs) Ah! I
1: love old history shit. I love that,
0: dude. Same girl, same. Excuse me, I almost forgot where I was. here's the thing you know you and I are both very transparent people we're very honest it's because
1: I'm so thin it's is that what you, you mean that's exactly what I mean you can basically see through right me.
0: but also just a part of your character aside oh, yeah. from oh, being thin oh that 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 right right, right, right. right, right. Um, but like we're very transparent like even in our podcasting if we're like hey there's shit like even on the Hamilcast I'm like there's a siren outside like so sorry like yeah, fine yeah. so I appreciate that when I see it in other things yes however William does it in a way where it's kind of like this is just wasting my time and right. this movie is an hour and nine minutes and it's about an hour too long right. but he's like <laughs> so I could Called father and I was like, "Hey, can I film Christina's ninth exorcism?" And father was like, "Let me think about it. I'll call you back." And then he did. And then he <laughs> called me, and we planned. And then he was like, "Yeah, you can film it, but you can't have a crew or any lights." And in my head, I'm just like, "We're never seeing this exorcism." That's what I thought. I thought it was going to be so insane. Like, here's a reenactment. We'll get to a reenactment <laughs> later. Oh, oh, he
1: delivers on the reenactment. But
0: I seriously thought it was going to be one of those things where it's like, it's an hour and nine minutes. It's all talk. It's all bullshit. Right. We're never going to see anything.
1: But the thing is, I was thinking he. Just all he wanted to do was go like record an exorcism and put it on YouTube. Why did you have to make like you know another 56 minutes around
0: that? You guys, long shot is the new gold standard for documentaries.
2: But before witnessing Christina's exorcism, I met a woman who had been successfully exorcised by Father Amort. This is her story.
1: This shit is Crazy!
0: It's crazy. This is all in Italian. So
2: we, so we
1: can't the play story. the audio. It's her brother and her. This is what we hear.
0: Right. So this woman was suffering from what they're calling a spiritual disease. And she tells the story about how she was having these quote unusual symptoms during a mass. Cause it all right. comes out when you're like too close to right. religion. The demons like can't handle it. Why would the demon let you take your body to church? That's well, my first question. I have a many, med- I'm going to tell the story and then I can a- ask you a lot of <laughs> okay. questions. Cause I have a lot of logistical questions about yeah. demonic possession totally. that I need answered. Um, So she falls into a trance. She's shaking, she's crying, she's screaming like crazy. The police came, but wouldn't go inside because that's how terrifying the screams were. You guys, the police, whose job it is to go into terrifying situations, refused to go in. Nope, 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 nope. That was them. (laughs) That they, they would have been running out of the movie theater in the exorcist with my parents. I was like,
1: hang on a second. Yeah. Welcome to Italy where everybody is possessed and the fucking police are cowards.
0: Yeah, great. So then her body begins to, this is their words, you guys, <laughs> begins to transform into something that was not human and she started to slither around on the floor speaking a strange language. And I'm like, uh, hey, Harry Potter peeps. She's just speaking Parseltongue. It's really not a big deal. Harry Potter can do it. She's house and Everyone chill the fuck out. Then the brother's like, she looked like a wild animal. Her belly was swollen like a balloon about to burst. Was she going to like give, is this Rosemary's baby now? I know, like, I, I don't know, understand. I know. Oh my God. Her strength was not possible for a woman of her size and age. Can you just say person? I know. Do you have to make it, she's like a weak, stupid little woman? <laughs> I
1: can't. So then the woman is saying, after many episodes, my brother took me to Father Amort, to which I said... How many, times How
0: many times does she, she have to fall on the floor?
1: <laughs> How many times does her belly have to explode to the point that it looks like, like an alien creature is going to come out?
0: Not even a full time. <laughs> Half the time. <laughs> Five minutes into it, I'm on the phone.
1: I wrote down here. I was like, Jillian, promise me that the first time that this happens to my body, you'll take me to the fucking exorcist.
0: I, I mean, the fact that you even have to say that to me is almost insulting. Can you imagine? Of course I would. You're right. Like, the brother's at her house for dinner
1: on, like, a Wednesday. Here and he's she goes like, here. again with the slithering on the floor. This one. God. <laughs> Again with the
0: belly. You guys, it's it's serious, but it's not serious enough to call a priest. She, not yet. She's only speaking in a language she's never heard of before or has, any, or has studied in any way, and we don't no. even know if it's real. Again with this one.
1: We know not to call the police. There'll be no help.
0: Yeah, can you keep it down? We're eating pasta over here. God. Then I'm like, wait, I'm sorry, what? I
1: know, I know exactly what you're going to say. First
0: of all, she's like, Father Amorth was funny and ironic. (laughs) So, you guys. A charismatic exorcist. That's Right. After like four or five
1: times slithering around on the floor, she gets taken to the exorcist, who
0: she's charmed by. Which is like, you know, if he's going to try to keep you sane or in any way, like, oh, you're a little. Because instead of saying like, there's something wrong with you, he's like, hey, girl, I got this. But this is the beginning of my questions of
1: like, I guess you're only possessed sometimes. Right. Because then she goes, it took almost eight
0: months right. <laughs> eight months like eight months straight Like I did know. he move in with her and it was every day for eight months or was it like eight eight once a month like i don't understand from what
1: we see from the video that we see of this christina person it seems like you're like you're only possessed when the devil feels like being a dick
0: right and then he exercises her four times yeah and then it's finally over cuz he told her it was. Right. <laughs> she goes, "The minute he told me I was liberated, I felt a huge weight off of me." Oh, okay. So then he says to the brother, "Oh, are you are you possessed now?" brother's like I'm sorry what
1: right because th- he's thinking the, the the priest is like sometimes when the demon leaves one body it goes into the next and I was thinking if you're the brother how fucking pissed would you be yeah if you caught your sister's demon
0: yeah and then the sister would be like how about you slither around a couple times and I'll, I'll get I'll call the priest when I get around to it see how you like it but he's like he gets a 15 minute exorcism he's like no I'm good yeah and then father more told one of his most famous jokes
1: right oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah.
0: Compared to what I usually deal with, you're bursting with health.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But it turns out Brother Paolo is, like, super fascinated by exorcisms.
0: I mean, wouldn't you be? He just wants—now, all of a sudden, he's, like, Dr.
1: whatever, Father Amort's assistant.
0: Yeah, and he's, like, recognizing people who need exorcisms, and that's how we get to know Christina. Right. Because she is doing basically the same thing that his sister was doing in mass because she was getting—like, she was having a strong reaction to all the God stuff in church— it's
1: so bizarre, and I mean, you would think that with like the five hundred thousand people year a year that are possessed, I this mean, would happen in church all the time.
0: Th- I mean, it's yeah, it's ridiculous. Also, this insane music—I can't. I long have long. the exact same note. I can't. I
2: know. <laughs> Having moved from the Church of the Holy Staircase, Father Amort continued his work at his residence, the home of the Pauline priests, where on May first, two thousand sixteen. He invited me to witness Christina's ninth exorcism.
0: William is invited to witness Christine's ninth exorcism. <laughs> um, also, she does not look possessed in any way. She's just sitting there. She's
1: <laughs> sitting there. Um, this is the most boring possessed person I've ever met.
0: So he asks these super leading questions. Do you think you're possessed? Have you gone to a therapist? Right. And then she says this thing about, like, how demons are dis- can disguise themselves as mental health issues. It's like, sweetheart, who told you this? And I'm like, oh, that sucks. You That's- know that
1: I have a real true theory that, like, exorcisms are just the Catholic Church's excuse for abusing women. Like, tying them to beds and beating them. And, like, honestly, I feel there's, there's a, a part where one of these women who had to be exorcised nine times, that sister that was slithering around on the floor yeah, for yeah. two weeks before her brother called the goddamn <laughs> priest, had to be tied to a bed. yeah. And I was like, no, no, this is not, this is not okay. Like if exorcisms are going to be done like that, there needs to be some sort of goddamn oversight.
0: Well, the thing is too, it's like, okay, so I was thinking one of my many questions because they're there when we see Christina's exorcism, like they, they are holding, it's like her dad and yeah. like her boyfriend are it's holding n- her down. It's not as
1: violent as you would imagine. And
0: I'm like, what if she just ran away? Like what would the, where would the demon go? What is the, what does it want? Okay, so we it's the day of the
1: exorcism, y'all. Yeah. And we're like, Father Amort is walking down the hallway. The music is out of control. It's
0: out of it is, control. It just gets
1: worse and worse and worse. We open the door, we see this, like, red chair, like, Christina's in the chair.
0: It's as big as this living, it's not a big space. No,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. My my living room is plenty big, thank you.
0: It is, but with 30 people in there, and (laughs) and, and me in a big red, I don't know why I'm the one getting (laughs) exorcised. Oh,
1: I do. um, (laughs) What if this was a surprise exorcism? Can you imagine, like, an intervention? Everyone here loves you very much.
0: (laughs) Why are you the only person here? Yeah, so there are just a zillion people in there. And then he, another hilarious thing, because he's like charming and disarming that he does.
2: Father Amort begins every exorcism by thumbing his nose at the devil.
0: And he actually does it. He like makes a face at Christina. I'm like, this woman is possessed. (laughs) (laughs) And you're going to be like making faces at her? Is that the safest thing to do?
1: And now we're ready for Christina's exorcism.
2: In the room are Christina's family. And other priests to assist Father Amort. Santa
1: Maria. So, like, her entire family is there, and like, it's this really exorcism long. goes on for 10 minutes. And he's just, you know, doing all that, like, churchy shit where he's, he's basically like,
0: like the power of Christ compels you, exactly.
1: Her.
0: And, like, nothing's really happening.
1: And then all of a sudden, she, like, makes this crazy noise. <laughs>
3: Ah! No!
0: No! no. no! she starts to growl yeah and it starts kind of slow yeah and she's doing this thing where she's nodding and looking like she's in pain and she's just you could tell like oh shit something yeah something's <laughs> happening here
1: but like the whole time before she makes the noise which we're gonna get into in one second I, for
0: 11 hours
1: all I was thinking was like if I'm Christina and I'm not actually possessed and my entire family has gathered for this moment and like the father is there like this is some crucible shit this is is some like oh god I have to do something I have to do something like she's rocking back and forth yeah. I have to make a noise I have to do something because all these people are here I've been telling everybody that I'm possessed what am I gonna
3: do
0: yeah and this is my ninth one I really got to make this one count she's <laughs> <I know. laughs> really got to sell it man so then she fucking growls like a like a like an otherworldly banshee. <laughs>
1: My question that gets me through the rest of this movie. Yeah, do you think that that's the real sound that came out of her? No. Okay. Right. Right. Because you can see on the film that she is growling. She's mm-hmm. making sound. Sure. The sound we're hearing sounds out of a movie of an exorcism. Uh huh. And the looks on everybody's face is not utter terror. If she had been making that actual demon death noise, everybody in that room would be screaming and crying. It's fake.
0: It has to be fake. Yeah, I mean, at the same time, it's like, I'm just thinking like, well, if it was my ninth time watching this I would also be like I don't know if I'd be less terrified right. or more terrified that it's my fucking ninth time watching my girlfriend my sister my whatever yeah screaming like a demonic banshee
1: does that ever get old are you saying that there's a world in which that gets old I'm
0: if, if wondering I don't know I'll tell you after I've, I witnessed my ninth <laughs> exorcism I what
1: I am saying is that if this is if what we're seeing is not really real if like w- what we're hearing is not really real this whole movie gets thrown out the window
0: my my issue with this whole thing is that it was never addressed. Right, he yes. never yes. said what you're about to hear is unaltered audio footage. Whether I believe that or not is a different story. But there was no attempt. So the, re- the fact that he didn't say it means that it was altered,
1: because right. it sounds so fake that you would have to say, no, 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 guys, this is real.
0: And I was terror. And I have to say, like witnessing my first exorcism after directing The Exorcist 45 years ago.
1: Yeah, And he makes the it, you know. mistake too of like. There's more footage later from the same exorcism that is much more disturbing. Yeah. We we don't see that until the end. Yeah. What we're seeing now just looks fake. It looks like she's trying to put on a show for her family and he's added a soundtrack over the noises she was actually making and it actually made me mad I was like I am wasting my time watching this yeah if that noise really came out of her she is definitely possessed by yeah. the devil yeah is what I'm saying
0: are we trying to convince ourselves that it was fake I know that it was fake there's no way that was real <laughs> you, what do you think look I I, I get the father more can't uh, he's a professional he's, yeah this is like a, a, another day at the office for him right. <laughs> but if William after all this time and he has this connection like there was was nothing from him right that was like you like let me like I need to talk to the camera about this yeah like and like why was it that the documentary one of those those situations where it became about something else in the middle of it because right. what he saw and what he heard was unlike anything nothing could have prepared him for it I didn't get any of that and no to me, and it's like, like that's bullshit
1: yeah, and like because the sound what was so supernatural sounding one more time I'm just gonna say you would have to say this is the real sound yeah it really sounded like you'd this. have
0: to so she's screaming and crying right yeah and you you know, we are armies, 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 and then the subtitles cut out, which made me insane. Yeah, but then he just goes in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Enough, right? And then it's just over.
1: <laughs> Christina knows how to take direction,
0: and then she's like, "Oh, okay, like, yeah, was that was that all right? Do you want me to like?" Really? <laughs> and then he's just like, "Do you want water?" and she's, she's smiling again.
1: and laughing and
0: he's like how do you feel are you still alive and it it for it was it went growling 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 and then she's like oh yeah. what happened yeah. she's like Patty from the staircase where am I <laughs> what happened she's got no and it's. Just, I was like that's it
1: but also like before the exorcism started she was sitting there just normal and right. fine like when you see the exorcist she's tied to the bed she's possessed 100% of the day it's like Christina's mildly inconvenienced by the devil who like when he's in a fucking bad mood decides he's gonna like speak through her right. but it only happens for like five minutes a day
0: right and not even like a low level demon like the actual devil yeah that's crazy
1: <laughs> so now we get this litany of doctors this is another place where this this documentary takes a, le- a such a dumb left turn we're like we get all these doctors that he they're all these like neurosurgeons that he's trying to get to like say like is this is there something wrong with her brain or is she really possessed by the devil and all i have in my notes is like why are those the only two options
0: right no totally
2: are you uh prepared to say that there's such a thing as exorcism and demonic <laughs> yeah. possession here's the point yeah You have to believe it in order to
3: go through it. People are very much context dependent. I mean, you probably will not have this in somebody who has no religious background. Right. Meaning that the religion that they absorb, you know, the the themes that they absorb, you know, they obviously change their their brain. So, So something is happening to her, it's clear. But maybe she puts into it the religious context in which she grew up. Because they believe, obviously, they know what's wrong with her. She's possessed by the devil.
1: The point of all of these doctors is that, like, yes, like, she—an exorcism will work for her— If she believes she's possessed by the devil. of course. That like, the psychological factors do matter.
0: Right. Do I believe that she's possessed by the devil, bitch? I don't know. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. Nobody gives an answer. Right. Nobody says yes or no. But they're all, you know, they're like the chair of neurosurgery at UCLA Medical Center. They're not some schlubs off the street.
1: I kept saying, why are you guys participating in this movie? And it's only because he's the director of The Exorcist. It's probably all of their favorite movies. Of course. You know? But, like, all of these doctors just being in this movie, it's so dumb. Why? Why are you here?
0: Another question is, why does that one scientist have Band-Aids all over his face with no
1: explanation?
0: (laughs) (laughs) You got to explain the demonic voice and you have to tell (laughs) me why that guy has Band-Aids all (laughs) over his face.
1: So he finally goes and sees like psychiatrists. Right. Who could like maybe address like whether or not she has like mental problems. But the thing was, I there like all these big old important doctors are talking, and at the far end of the table, there's this queen we're yeah. like sipping a cup of Lipton tea. Yeah. And I was like, hey girl. I have a patient right now on my unit who's similar to this in some ways. She says she's possessed by the devil. She speaks in a bizarre voice she hasn't attacked anyone but uh, she comes from a religious background and i can say what we're doing for her on the unit is we're 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 treating it with medications and we're giving her the psychotherapy creating a safe environment Uh, we've seen her before this runs its course and she gets better and uh, we, we don't we don't take a position during the treatment on is this really satan bothering you Or is this you just really being tormented by your illness?
0: And he's the one who's like, look, give her meds, put her in therapy, bada bing, bada boom, she's done. She's cured.
1: I don't know what to (laughs) tell you. She's like, we just didn't take an opinion.
0: Right. Like, if she's possessed by the devil,
1: we let her believe she's possessed by the devil. Right. We give her the meds. Yeah. Bada boom, bada bing. Yeah. You're cured.
0: Done. Done. So then we're like back in the exorcism room, right? Yeah. They all start singing "Happy Birthday" I- because <laughs> Father Amor turned ninety-one that day. Just a ca- just a sensible exorcism for your nerve in the morning, and then like cake and coffee later on, Miss Scotty. Right. Well, look, you know who's not ha- who has no time, no time for his shit. <laughs> is this like this younger priest, the Archbishop from L.A.? Yeah.
3: I've never met anyone that I would say, "Oh, that person needs to be exercised. I think that phenomenon exists. I think it's extremely rare, but I think it exists. I loved this He's guy. He's like,
0: I don't know how many times I have to tell you I don't want any part of it. I didn't sign up for this. Right. I don't want to be a part of demonic possessions and exorcisms. That's not why I'm here. And William, like, refuses to handle that. He's like, why?
3: <laughs> Speaking to the devil, I mean, heck, people like Father Amorth maybe can do that. I would never... Dare to do it? I'm I'm not there spiritually. You know, I think that's a very dangerous thing. Okay, okay, so again, what, did you, what did you say? I wouldn't do it. I'd be you afraid do to do what? Speak to the speak to the devil. I mean, if I as, as in religion, an exorcism. I don't think I'm. I'd be any good at it. I wouldn't want to do it. And uh, why not? I think it's dangerous ground, I think I'd be really, it's, really holy. It's in the scriptures. I know, but Jesus it's doing Jesus it. Jesus
2: exorcised
3: demons. Absolutely, but that's why the church is really careful to choose very holy people. And told me we yeah, know I that? Like, Hey I would I don't think I'm ready for that.
0: Yeah, and then he's like, It's a dicey business getting, <laughs> like yeah. dancing with the devil. And William's like the fact that he was so like, you wouldn't?
1: I know, I'm like, I know.
0: William, girl, like did you watch your own movie?
1: I know. <laughs> All right, so now we're back to Christina's exorcism. Uh-huh. And it's the same day.
0: She's, like, relaxing, drinking
2: her water. Drinking her water. Before everyone left, Christina's family asked for her father to be blessed by Father Amort. So he comes up, and he
1: sits down, and the dad starts doing the blessing, and the director just, like, has the camera on the dad, yeah. and Christina's sitting right next to him, girl. Way too... Don't seat me next to the devil. Too close don't for cover. Well,
0: she, she's been... Cured. Exactly. And then you just hear, like,
2: (laughs) (laughs) it was a shocking moment. Christina was not cured. You guys, the devil is coming out in her.
0: Yeah. But here's the thing Father Morth is like, bitch, I don't have time for you right now. Still calmly blessing the father. No one gives a shit that this bitch is back and louder than ever. No one gives a fuck. Bitch, I'm not worried about you right now. I'm blessing somebody. <laughs> so then
1: her mother goes up to get a blessing from the father. She's
0: still growling. <laughs>
1: So here's the thing. This is what I was trying to get at earlier, is that this footage of her is really believable. I'm not talking about the audio. Uh-huh. She really looks like she's suffering. She's growling. She she's screaming. She's being held down by her boyfriend. It really looks believable. And then you're hearing this audio that sounds actually demonic. Yeah. And I was like, my, my whole point is, I would have believed you just with the footage but this, like, bullshit, like, demon voice that you're putting on yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: makes the whole thing not believable. Yeah, and then it's like, you know, you get the voiceover from William when her mother sat down for a blessing. It only got worse. <laughs> Where it's like, I can see that. Yeah. If you, you're you trying to convince me a little too much. It's know? just
1: that sound effect that just is like, no, none of this, none of this is real if that's the sound effect you're going to use. But then
0: the only thing he does, he's like, this is real. This is not like the movies, you know, like the movie I directed, The Exorcist.
2: <laughs> this is an actual exorcism. It's different from all the movies. This is not fiction. It was harrowing to witness.
0: And suddenly it's over. But for how long? I don't
1: know, man. <laughs> right, because it's actually true. Suddenly, all of a sudden, like the, the, she, like the look goes away from her face and she's smiling, drinking water again. And she's like, what happened? I know.
0: This is the real crime. This, yes. this whole thing.
2: Yes. Father Amort had taken sick and was in the hospital. But I made an appointment to meet with Christina in Rome to do a more in-depth interview with her.
0: She calls the line producer and reschedules the meeting to be in a small town 200 miles outside of Rome.
2: Alatri is an historic village perched on a hill overlooking distant mountains. The central part of the village is surrounded by massive Etruscan walls Pieced together without mortar, like a giant jigsaw puzzle. The town is gorgeous, by the way.
0: It's this old, and he, they're going to like a 12th century basilica. It, it is so old and cool, and like, yeah. the fact that those like stones are still there, it's mind-blowing. It's amazing. It's, it's
1: so beautiful. It's
0: unbelievable.
2: We had to walk about a mile up to the top of a hill to the Acropolis where the meeting was to take place. Within it is the cathedral considered a sacred place we were to meet Christina in the park in front of the 12th century basilica
0: we showed up on time but Christina wasn't there (laughs) the producer calls her and she's super pissed
2: she answered quickly sounding angry where are you she screamed we're at the park Francesco answered where are you I'm where I told you I'd be at Santa Maria Maggiore the church in the town square.
0: And the thing is, when William tells a story, it's like he's reading a children's book. Right. Where are you, she screamed. We're at the park, Francesco answered. What? What? <laughs> are you talking about also like why is there no footage of this
1: I know you guys there's no footage of him of the of the producer on the phone there's only old shots of this like beautiful old village
0: there's no footage of them walking up a mile I know walking I up know. the stairs and I being know. like so we're here to. he did walk and talks for an hour and nine minutes exactly. and now suddenly there's no walk and talk outside the basilica give exactly. me a fucking break
1: no fuck this did not happen so then like she tells them to go to this other church
0: yeah like meet me inside the church you guys at this point
1: this is where the director's Says this.
2: I didn't take my camera inside. So, this is my memory of what happened on July 4th, 2016, when Francesco and I entered the church. <laughs>
1: Bullshit, bullshit, Go bullshit. fuck yourself. Yeah, there's no way you didn't have your camera with you.
0: Especially after that bunker. If I'm going to believe anything, maybe, maybe, maybe you could get a little belief out of me that, okay, you just had, fine, you weren't rolling on the phone call. Fine, yeah. fine, fine. yeah. yeah. But after a phone call like that, you get everything rolling. I
1: know, exactly.
0: Like, are you kidding me? So he
1: goes into the, you guys, this story is so outrageous and ridiculous. It is,
0: picture the worst, cheesiest, like not even ae level monster show. <laughs> Yeah. Like super cheesy reenactments, multiply it by a million.
1: Yeah. And he goes into this church and like encounters her. She's in peak demon, you guys.
2: Yeah. It was freezing cold inside, and we were trapped in a living nightmare. Christina was screaming. She slid around the floor in a cheap plastic chair, pulling her boyfriend Davide with her. He tried to hold her around the waist and throat. Give us back your film, he shouted at me. No, I want it shown, she screamed in the voice of the demon. I was terrified. Davide stared at me. If you don't give it back to us, we'll kill you. We'll find your family and we'll kill you all.
0: Quick shots, old audio where it's like they, so they, he used the old audio from The Exorcism. Totally. To like tell the stupid story where everything is like green and blue and zooming and colors yeah. and like these quick cuts with the mute perfectly timed to the shitty music. It's is so annoying. So then he's like, we ran, they ran away. Yeah. And didn't speak to each other for 30 minutes. The sweat and the fear were clinging to us. <laughs> are you kidding me
1: I know I know are
0: you kidding me so now you know Father Amorth unfortunately he dies before he can do her 10th exorcism yeah it's like a big deal and now we're back on the famous exorcist steps TM 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 (laughs) um and William can't get in touch with Christina but she's still possessed and looking for help and then you guys it ends he just like the cheesiest Mike you should Mike did a double take he was like that's what I know so he's like it basically ends with like I have no answers we'll never know right we'll never know anything and then He
2: goes, We know there is evil. There is also good. And if there are demons, There must be angels.
0: And this stupid, dramatic music swells up, and then it's like, boom! And it's this, like, demonic image. (laughs) I know, I know. With this cheesy font of, like, the devil and father of birth, and it's just, (laughs) and I'm like, that is how it ends? With him being like, if there's bad in the world, there must be good in the world, too. Like, a decent ending message. Exactly. And then we just get hit with this stupid fucking title card. (laughs) What a mess. What a mess this was.
1: It was really, really bad.
0: It was just awful. We got through it. I mean. What a. What a bad movie <laughs> I mean just just atrocious I mean really bad just truly objectively bad I know so you guys we're into like the super spooky Halloween documentary yes, season yes where I live
1: and so from now until the end of October all of the docs that we're doing are going to be like scary ghosty possessiony yeah ones. so we got
0: we got this one out of the way yeah
1: thank god Ugh. so the next up next is Hell House there's been a lot of question about which Hell House it is uh-huh. it's the one from 2001 directed by George Ratliff which Patreon family? That is literally the name of Margaret and Martha's birth father.
0: When did he die?
1: Uh, oh, I'm like oh, the oh, 80s. Oh, yeah, ago, this is yeah. from 2001. But that's the one. It's the one about like the the weird spiritual kids who put on like this, the horrible, awful haunted house every year
0: to like scare people into being like fundamentalists. Exactly. Right? Is that <laughs> exactly. it's like that's exactly right. There's like the scary abortion room and all that stuff. Yeah.
1: You guys, don't forget to check out our Patreon. If you're not a member, get in there. We are doing it all. So much fun. So much fun. Staircase, cereal, all of our interviews, everything. Mm -hmm. It's
0: just getting bigger and better every week. Yeah, and the jinx of making a murderer. Coming up soon. Come on, you guys. Uh, Where can they find us? We are at True Crime Obsessed on Twitter, and we are truecrimeobsessed.com. And you can get all the live show information and the Patreon stuff on our beautiful new website.
1: Where can they find you? At
0: Jillian with a G on all the things. I'm
1: at Patrick Hines on Twitter, at Patrick Hines underscore on the Instagram. You guys, stay tuned for the preview for Hell House, mm-hmm. our hilarious outtakes. GM, damn, damn, damn. Damn, this week, our palate cleanser is going to be from Jesus Christ Superstar because we mentioned Pontius Pilate. Yeah. I mean, obviously. Remember when
0: he said Pontius Pilate? I know. <laughs> Get a grip on yourself. And we'll see you guys next week. Bye. We love you. Bye. We love you. Bye.
3: So what are our themes that we deal with in Hell House? Of- we deal with family violence.
2: <laughs> I want to die.
3: We deal with suicide. <laughs> we deal with abortion. We deal with drugs. We deal with alcohol, drunkenness.
1: Welcome. Your journey has finally brought you to the place of eternal agony. Here you will be subjected to constant torture and everlasting pain.
3: Come. Let us meet those who have swallowed the poison of my life. You can let her go first. I <laughs> hate you got, no, Steve, You did this to me.
1: What if I tried I was gay?
3: What would you me. do God, then? Please. Oh, you're going to hell, my son. No! We're competing for lost souls. And there's a war, and there's
1: a battle, and there's a competition, and there's a serious game where life and death is at stake. We're gonna win.
3: If you were to die tonight, do you know where you will go?
1: When the mother's getting her blessing, and now Christina's like really losing her shit, and Father and Martha's just no one's paying any attention. No
0: bitch, I just, I was just literally like, not today, Satan, not today, girl, not today. It's my birthday. <laughs> But it's like what makes what gives him the
1: power to get rid of Satan? He
0: is the world's leading bio exorcist next to Beetlejuice. I know. May I suggest for uh, Columbus Day, I celebrate Columbo's Day
1: on Ooh. that day and Indigenous Peoples Day. I like, I'm in with, I'm yeah. Done with I don't that. give
0: a fuck about Chris Columbus, so we're <laughs> gonna. I'm just gonna watch a lot of Columbo. I suggest you do the same.
1: You guys want to see some really jarring plastic surgery on men? Watch like the first episode of Will and Grace, and watch like the new first episode oh, of Will and
0: Grace. Those men, girls, what did you do to your? Poor, but remember beautiful that episode where Will gets Botox with Karen? No. <laughs> Will gets booked because he wants to wear like a shirt from Abercrombie or something so Karen's like come on Wilma like, let's go get Botox and he can't move his face and now I'm like cut to the remake of the reboot of Will and Grace he
1: looks good though
0: well he got the Botox from Karen all kept those years ago kept
1: tight